good people. How are you out there? This is Dwayne. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 6.05 a.m. here on the East Coast, February 2020. Time is ticking. 525,600 minutes in a year and it is going by very, very quickly. 365 days in the year. Minus 31 and 4, I believe. I believe today's the 4th. Let me just check it just to... Yes, today is the 4th. So, how are you feeling this morning? I've been up. I did record one podcast already. My computer's kind of freezing up on me for some reason. But I will figure out how to get that one off and get it on to Anchor Radio. I do want to thank my sponsor so very much. And I also want to thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. So let's get right to it. There's so many uh, great inventors that happen to be African-American in this great nation of ours. And a lot of people do not know of a lot of the contributions that many, many African-Americans have made. So I want to share one with you. Um, Meet the black man who invented mobile refrigeration and owns more than 60 patents. Again, let me say that again. Meet the black man who invented mobile refrigeration and owns more than 60 patents. Frederick Jones, an African-American inventor and entrepreneur, is credited for his great invention of the portable refrigerator. He received over 60 patents for his other inventions. Jones managed to achieve all of these accomplishments while living in the era of Jim Crow laws and other propaganda used against black Americans. Jones was born in May 17, 1893 in Covington, Kentucky. At the age of nine, he lost both his parents and he was then put under the care of a priest. He left school after sixth grade as he thought the strict educational system wasn't suited for him. By 11 years old, he returned to his hometown in Cincinnati where he taught himself medical engineering. He taught himself medical engineering. During World War I, Jones was deployed as an American soldier to France, and he became known for his skills in fixing military gear. After the war, he made a living working at a repair shop, a steamship at a hotel, and on railroads. Around the same time, Jones started inventing things such as the radio transmitter for the Minnesota City radio station, a gasoline motor that could start on its own, as well as race cars that he used to uh, compete in local race events. He designed them so... <laughs> wow, this is amazing. He's, uh, he designed them so well that they always beat the other racers, even an airplane once. He also built movie sound equipment that surrounded the advancement of the film industry in the late 1920s. Jones became most popular for his invention of the first portable automatic refrigerator system for railroad cars and trucks that traveled long distances in 1935. It became beneficial in avoiding spoilage of food as well as blood and medicine during World War II. He eventually co-founded U.S. Thermal Control Company. 
Throughout his life, Jones was awarded 61 patents in which 40 were for refrigeration equipment while others were for portable x-ray machines, sound equipment, and gasoline engines. He died from lung cancer in 1961, but he inspired a lot of black people that they could do whatever they aspired to do, even when living in rather unfair environments. Wow. What a history lesson that is right there. What an amazing man he was to inspire future generations to become inventors. Now, who would know that things that we use on a daily basis in this country and around the world was really built by an African-American genius, portable refrigeration. Just think about all the goods that we enjoy have to be refrigerated on their travel. And an African-American man invented that. Some of the sound that we listen to when we go to the movie theaters was invented by this brilliant, brilliant African-American man. And surround sound has come a long, long way. They've obviously enhanced it. But it started with this one. It only takes one. It only takes one to make a difference. And I'm sure that even in his time when he lived, he probably taught others how to use the skills that they have here. He was a veteran called into war. And they found out that he had many, many other skills. And from that skill, he was able to leave a lasting legacy uh, for his family and for the country in general. Even here in 2020, portable refrigeration is a very, very big deal. So I did a podcast uh, a little while ago, and again, I'm going to post that as soon as I figure out how to get it off of one (laughs) device to another. And uh, I told you all I would wanted to share some uh, poetry with you uh, from Dee Freeman, who is my mother-in-law, and I did share a poem that was entitled Without Us uh, there, and I'm hoping to uh, get that off of the computer. But you know what? I'm going to put it on this podcast as well, just in case I am unable to get it off of the one that I just did. Technology sometimes is very, very confusing. This title is, this poem, excuse me, is entitled Without Us. This is from Oceans of Love, To Us, From Us, Oceans of Love, To Us, From Us, Without Us. Without this gentleman who just invented the portable refrigeration and so many other things, 60 different patents, 40 of them for refrigeration and things. Amazing. Without us, D. Freeman, we shouldered heavy burdens with the weight of this nation on our backs. We cultivated the lands we could never own. We've labored and toiled naked with the pain under the man's lash. We had profound influence in the development formation and foundation of this our nation so tell me where would this country be without us we laid out cities in spectacular design we built the bridges that span large bodies of water 
we separated the plasma from the blood and performed the first open heart surgery. Even this feat did not soften the hard-hearted hatred still prevalent in our generation. Our culture has been permanently interwoven into the fabric of this nation. Can you see where would this nation be without us? We discovered how to make the first shoes hold together and last. The things Carver did with the peanut is yet, believe it or not, unsurpassed. Even though our blood and sweat are mixed with the mortar of great monuments, there is no indication that our people took part in their construction nor in the formation of the nation. History as it is stands today. It's as if we were not worthy of mention. Heaven forbid we owe any of this nation's splendor to a people of such demeaned status. We are now, however, determined to raise awareness of our contributions and participation. So, do you know where this country would be without us? Our involvement in the common good, the prosperity development, the development and the economic prowess of this country, then and now, holds its fiber together. Little would exist as it is today had not our blood, sweat and tears gone into the formation of what is now hailed as the world's greatest nation. I shudder to think where this country would be without us. Our involvement in the common good, the prosperity, the development, and the economic prowess of this country then and now holds its fibers together. Little would exist as it is today had not our blood, sweat, and tears gone into the formation of what is now hailed as the world's greatest nation. I shudder to think where this country would be without us. That is D. Freeman, who was a poet, grandmother, writer extraordinaire. Without us, where would we be? Now, I shared that poem with you along with a great story about a gentleman whom had 40 patents, a total of 61. Without us, so many change makers, so many people who used their brilliant mind, despite their circumstances, rose above to do the best they could to leave a lasting legacy of something here. So I do not have an excuse. This is why I choose to get on this podcast. This is why I'm choosing to put the books out into the world because I want someone to know that I came this way when my time is up here on this earth. I've not done everything correctly in my life. I've experienced some pains, unfortunately, but I still want to fight through all that because my ancestors fought through it to leave a lasting legacy. So who am I not to have some pain? Who am I not to go through some things? Got to get out of myself and realize that there is a greater, greater good that needs to be done. And this is why I choose to do this, taking a chance by putting words out into the world to hopefully help heal and educate 
a new generation of people and even people whom may not have thought about certain things. But without us, without the African-American people in this country, where would this country really be? You think about the people who were picking cotton. And I learned recently that picking cotton was not only the things that they did, you know, it wasn't, you know, they said that actually going into the ocean and actually pulling out rice. I didn't know that my ancestors did that. They said rice was a very, very high commodity. I, I had no idea of that. Along with building the bridges and the roads and the railroads and everything else for free labor, sun up to sundown. All the things that we enjoy today around the world were built by people of African descent. And again, good people, I'm going to bring you a total history lesson that has to deal with Caesar. Caesar and Rome and the Roman Empire and how their philosophies and ideologies came and changed the whole world. And how, in some ways, we're, as I mentioned this before, how we're still ruled by dead men. Because ideologies and philosophies are so very, very strong and prevalent. This is why we have to be careful about whom we choose to lead and whom we choose to follow. We have to have clarity. And I believe some of my ancestors had clarity. They just didn't take it. All the time, they had to stand up at some point and fight for their rights, for freedom. And many of them did that. They escaped, fled and ran because they knew they were worth more than what people of another color and culture told them they were. And even when they escaped, they would catch some of them and hang some of them and beat them and put them back into slavery so many stories out there. I hope that you can open up your minds and your hearts to some black and brown people in the world this month and beyond. The economic gap that exists between black and brown people and people of uh, the Caucasian races is it's a big gap. Generational wealth that has been taken from a whole lot of my ancestors. This is my I pray I can leave some wealth for my children. Be the first generation really to be able to really leave some real wealth in my family. Uh, And I know that starts with real estate. I know that starts with investments. I know that starts with getting out of complete debt and being able to really build businesses and have about five or six streams of passive income coming in. And only because I opened up my mind to this, opened up my heart to it, am I able to really grasp some of it. Because educationally, I was not taught that. I was taught to go to school, get a good job, get that job and retire on that job. And that's about it. No one really taught me how to be a business owner in school. They said, always prepare yourself to work for someone else. But I'm trying to prepare my children now because I've read and I know better. And I know my ancestors did what they could, so now it's my time to do what I can do. So now I'm trying to teach them that they can be their business, their own business owners now. If they choose not to work for someone in this life, they have the opportunity to do that. I want them to do what they love. They are very talented. They're skilled writers and actors and singers. So if they want to do that for their lives, they can do that, but they can build their own empire now. They can start to build it now. This is why I want them to build a literacy empire. So we have a series of books that are going to be released within this year. 
and the first book is out, one-on-one uh, -on -one from dad to son, lessons in basketball and discipline. It's on Amazon, and we're going to have a big push going out to the masses of people. Just storytelling. We have to tell our own stories because many people don't want our stories to be told. A lot of people don't want stories of father and son, specifically African-American men and son, to be told. So I have to tell the story of how much I do love and adore my son. He is a gift to me. I love my daughter as well. There is, you know, I love them equally. I do, and this is why I also have a story coming out for my daughter as well, to follow the one from one-on-one -on -one from dad to son. But I want to put stories out into the world and I also want to put a face uh, for other little black and brown children around the country and around the world who don't see people who look like them in books. I believe at some education uh, events that they say there are more stories told with leads as animals than there are leads as African-American or brown children. So I'm going to do my part because so many came before me, great inventors, and I'm not doing anything new. I'm taking some of the old and some of the so-called new, which is a new technology, and trying to do a good thing, a good deed here on this earth. So I hope that this encouraged your mind in some way, shape, or form. I hope that you can, this month, maybe appreciate some things that you enjoy that were actually uh, invented, uh, created, imagined by African-American men and women. The things that we enjoy on a daily basis that were created, in, innovated, and dreamt up and imagined by brilliant African-American men and women. So we celebrate them this month. I celebrate myself every day. <laughs> I have a friend who said celebrate it. Celebrate it. So we're going to celebrate. And uh, we're going to try to leave a lasting legacy. I hope that, again, this uplifted your mind in some way, shape, or form. I hope that you could pass this on to someone. I also hope that you might choose to subscribe to this podcast it would be greatly appreciated. Again, shout out to the cast of The Wiz of Oz. What a tremendous feat you all did this past weekend, and I will give you a shout out this entire week. Hopefully your parents will play some of these podcasts for you. Learning empathy, joy, grace, love, compassion in that great story of The Wiz of Oz was told in a great way and my wife did a great job by diversifying the cast of 70 children so that they can experience other cultures and get to know other people and learn how to work together as a team because together everyone accomplishes more if we adopt that mentality where would we be as a nation you're special you're beautiful you're wonderful have a beautiful day and i will talk to you a little later <laughs>